the world view of wrestling. WVOW on WVOW. I'm Aaron Stone. I'm Nathan Bush. And together we are going to be talking about everything professional wrestling. Last weekend, AEW, NXT, WWE, all on this, on Saturday and Sunday. And we've got another WWE pay-per-view tonight at 7. So here we are, the World View of Wrestling. That's WVOW on WVOW Radio. Logan. It's The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Making their way to the ring. How about it? That's right. We're back another week and a month of what seemed like endless professional wrestling. It was a weekend to remember, but only if you had a notepad because there was so much going on this past weekend in professional wrestling. And then to top it all off, there's payback a coming tonight. That's right. A coming. A backlash, if you would. Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope it's nothing like backlash. But payback is tonight. We got about a, a week's notice on that. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, been some interesting stories in the news lately for pro wrestling. Uh, and the debut of what seems like something out of Mad Max. The Thunderdome. Exactly. So a lot to get to here on this edition of the Worldview of Wrestling. And I was initially let down by the Thunderdome. Really? Well, because when I found out what the Thunderdome was, I had already worked up that it was some kind of new match, like a, like a, a was it the Elimination Chamber, like a Zombie Prison. No, I thought it was going to be something good. Oh, okay. And and well, then I found out what it was. I was, so I was a little let down, but then I saw it and I was like, oh. That's, so that's, you were excited, let down, then excited again. I was interested, then disinterested, and then I was uh, uh, impressed. Yeah, and it was very, it was interesting to say the least. Oh, I, I like, Sunday and you get, you're getting text messages? Yeah, yeah, from time to time. Who gets text messages on Sunday? Uh, me. Right. But the, the, the concept is great. I think they're doing a great job here. I like the Thunderdome. I like what it is. It's basically wrestling for the COVID fan. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean, honestly, I don't know any COVID fans out there, but um, the 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 scene is it looks great. It, it, it is quite impressive, and you know, any kind of uh, any kind of work anybody's done with any kind of production, anything at all that you may have may have done. Uh, do you see that? And you're like, oh, yeah, we, man, we had a hard time, you know, down here at the uh, the talent show that we put on here. Yeah. We, everything was uh, that was hard enough. Then you see this. And yeah. it was it was impressive. It's a production marvel. Uh, or it is impressive. This is going to be going on for months. Yeah, there's a two way. I believe that it was two way uh, or no, excuse me, two month rent. Uh, of the like, Amway Center. Like $250,000. Yeah, but, I mean, it's worth it, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm not saying that like, oh, how high? I'm looking at it like, oh, what happened? Are they that starved for money? Amway? I'd I say so. they are. I guess so. Because there's nothing coming in there. I mean, and I, WWE I, just recorded record profits because of the, the COVID-19 outbreak. They're not traveling. And so the lack of travel, now they are actually turning bigger profits 
in their stock. I think their profits went up like $77 million worth of profit this quarter. Well, you, you look at the evolution of wrestling just since we've been alive. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been alive. <laughs> I guess I got a few years on You got it. a couple years on me. Not a lot. Not a lot as far as I'm concerned. But you look at the evolution just since the early 80s, you know, and you look at now, man, where we've where, where it's gone – where it's possible going to go, you, you can never you know you can never really guess. But this this here, what's going on? They're making more money now than they've ever made. Yeah, and they are. And they're not even doing these shows. Well, <laughs> and, and look at it like this. They also it used to be you set up your angles, and and this sounds weird to young listeners, but uh, you used to set your angles up on TV. To get people to go to the house shows. That's yeah. why you would see Schma's endings on Saturday night's main event. And, you know, it wasn't until the 90s when television angles were must-see and everybody had to tune in. Yeah, now, right. the house show business is just, it's like the circus when it comes to town. It's just like, oh, okay, here comes the wrestlers. Let's go spend, you know, 100 bucks for four tickets and go. We'll, well set up high. And I want to I want to just go ahead and say it. P.T. Barnum? Out of business. Out of business. Yeah, uh, well, but P.T. Barnum the last show of them up in Charleston. P.T. So. Barnum also didn't have a network deal on Fox, so maybe he'd yeah. had that. Well, I mean, you you know, again, it goes back to attractions. I mean, seeing an elephant do what elephants do, you know, I mean, he gets, you know, it gets a little old, I guess. I guess to, it gets a little old, but WWE and creative-wise, I would say they're in a slump. Well, yeah. I would say all wrestling is in a slump creative-wise, and we'll get to that later. Uh, we we and we got plenty to talk about on that front yeah, as well for um, real. But you know, as far as the Thunderdome goes, I want to call it a success. Yeah, I me mean, too. But you know, again, you were talking about them setting up the angles on TV just to get them into the house shows, and now they're not doing house shows, but they're not setting up any angles any. Either. Well, I mean, they not 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 exciting. Ones. Well, they are, but at the same time, it's not making me want to go see it. Even when they do come back, that's that's another issue for another I, day. I I fear that Bray Wyatt, a character that I like, the Fiend. Uh, I'm I'm afraid that uh, you know even with the limited time that he's been on television, he's getting as they say exposed. Uh, there's so, just so, there's much, so much going on. There's so much TV too. So much TV. Like, again, we've we've talked about it here this past year. By the way, happy one year anniversary, World View of Wrestling. I gotta say, happy birthday to my mama. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Janice. Now, hopefully, she's listening to this because that's the only way she's gonna hear it. I'm watching this pay per view here in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I saw her earlier. But I do want to, you know, we, we're going to talk a little bit later on the show about some of our favorite memories of one year of broadcasting here on WVOW. Um, I think maybe my favorite memory is Jay Nunley holding the picture that says Mark on the cup. I think that might, I, if we ever got t-shirts for this show, that would be what I want on the t-shirt. I mean, we, we could do whatever we want, but Jay, uh, your um, rant about the uh, Hell in a Cell match in the red lighting uh, with uh, The Fiend and what was it, Seth Rollins? Yes. Oh, you just went on and on. And, you know, we're going to be, you know, it's going to take some time, obviously. We, you know, we got the uh, office monkeys in there working it out. We're going we're gonna to put together a clip show of, uh, I was going to say the best of, but I guess... We haven't really done a really good show at all in the last year, so yeah, maybe... there was that one. Oh, the one! Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, the test show. 
<laughs> the one that we used as a test, and then we were never lived up to it again. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. But we need to dive into it here. Let's go ahead and start talking about it. We, the Thunderdome debuted on Friday Night SmackDown. SmackDown was looked great. Had a great IC title match yes. on it. Yeah, so they did. AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy. Were you surprised this happened on SmackDown instead of happening on the pay-per-view? Or maybe... Or I, do you think they were just trying to show off their new set by drawing people in with that match? I think they were trying to sh- show off the new set. They want to have a big match with big names on it to get people to tune in to see the big set. And, uh, you know, having it Friday, doing it Saturday at TakeOver, doing it Sunday, doing it Monday, doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, Sunday was packed anyway. It was. It was. So, so. you know, if, if anything, I thought... I thought a, uh, AJ and Jeff, I thought they, they stood out better on the Friday night show than just lumping them in the middle of uh, Sunday. I could see that. I, I, I could definitely see that. Um, I enjoyed the match. I thought Jeff getting the win was surprising. New Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, and, and it looked it was surprising. And did you notice something? That, this is a cosmetic thing I'm going to point out here. That belt with the blue AJ Styles like logos that they put on the side... I was digging that. I was digging that kind of splash of blue on that new title. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, then. I'm glad you're here. So they're doing that on the, uh, on the, on the secondary titles, too? I think so, if I, if I looked at that correctly. Or I, it was just some lighting effects that I missed. I, but, don't, I, don't, I guess I don't pay much attention. I, I know it's a new belt, but I mean... And we don't hate the new belt. Or at least I don't. I don't hate it. I don't. I don't like it as good as the old one. We have been over that. Oh yeah, that was another episode where you know we thought we were going to have a really good prolonged conversation, and then like ninety seconds later, we were like, "Yeah, we like it. Yeah, we like it. We, <laughs> we moved on. We wanted something else. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, and then changing the title, okay, I thought it, was a, it. I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, and that gives uh, AJ and Jeff a nice feud moving forward. And now, what happened after that? When we had the Bray Wyatt segment. Now, look. Adam Pierce deserved an Oscar. Oh. He was totally, I was laughing at him. I was like, all right, so this is what happened. We'll lay it out for anybody who, who doesn't have cable. Real quick. Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, they got a feud. Bray, Braun, this is another thing that upset me. Braun comes into the, the fun house. He beats down the fiend. He pulls the big line, I ain't finished with you, and he's dragging him off. I thought that was great. Then they go to break. <laughs> they come back, and the, the Graves fella, he was over. Corey Graves. He was trying to sell like, you know, Bray Wyatt, he's crazy. He comes in early. He he and his little band of elves, they put together a thing in the back. I don't mean elves, but, you know. I know what you mean. Him and the other lunatics, they, they find a... <laughs> they, they have a meeting. They have a meeting. They have a production <laughs> meeting. They, they set up a gorilla set in the back. But no, he's on there saying... <laughs> Broads felt the portal to the other dimension where apparently this is going on. I'm sitting there like, he's got... He's got four... He's got four styrofoam walls behind him, and he's in a portal. What? So I'm, that upsets me. I'm still laughing at, at the insane people getting there early to have a meeting. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> they got like they what got like f- coffee crumpets. <laughs> Can you imagine one of them just like standing there, like you know, like talking to himself? <laughs> it's like, hey, everybody, give Bill some space. Be like that scene from Patch Adams where they're. <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless. Uh, nevertheless, anyway, they, so 
they said there's a commotion in the back. There's well, a commotion. They, they're like, oh, in the back, and they're fighting. I'm like, oh, oh, they're fighting in the back. And I'm sitting there like, oh, but you're missing the bigger story. <laughs> These two titans have crashed through another a dimension. portal of another dimension. <laughs> so it, I did... The Braun does the choke slam on uh, Bray onto the concrete, four feet down off a loading dock, and there's there's Bray laying in the most unnatural pose. It really was like it's like he landed on his back, broke every bone. He's like, I have to take a little nap. He just rolls over on his side, like, what? <laughs> dude, you're round. You you either going to lay on the flat spot or you're going to lay on the rounded spot, you know, facing down. You ain't going to be on your side. You're not built to lay on your side, not on a flat surface like that. It looks like he was trying to vogue a it little bit. It did, didn't it? Yeah. And so they, they, they put him in the ambulance, and the ambulance starts doing this creep away. Yeah, it just kind of, like, oh. it, it just kind of, like, somebody put it in neutral on a really small decline. And so they're, they're, they're slowly driving away. Then it stops. And they're like, what are you doing? Was it Adam, Adam Pierce? Adam Pierce. What are you doing? Keep going. <laughs> Get out of here. Go. Go. Then it's a beep. Beep. It's backing up. He's like, what are you t-? Did he yell, you're going the wrong you're way? You're going the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. Did. Oh, my goodness. So, oh, I... I you know, maybe I did like this. Maybe, maybe like, it was enjoyable for all the wrong reasons. The lights, the light just changes. There's a light in the window. The window just goes red, and everybody's like, "Oh man, what happened?" And they got that look on everybody's face of like, "Oh, oh, you're not going to get nominated for any awards." And then this is this is awful. And then the fiend's standing there, and I'm like, "And he's just standing there. He's not even doing anything." And he's taking the now sticking his tongue out, which I think really makes it even creepier. But it does. It's not creepier when he's like under fluorescent lighting. On the back of the ambulance, that apparently the guy's like, you know, what, 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 why did the ambulance stop? Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> apparently, the fiend uh, uh, doesn't have his CDL, so he wasn't allowed to drive. Anyway, that, like I said, you, you know what? You know what? You, here's a sad. Do you know why Mama's Family... Oh, God. Do you remember that show? Yes. Do you know why Mama's Family is better than pro wrestling right now? Why, why is that? Well, it's it's not that... I'm not Mama, arguing the point, by the way. I'm kind of with you. No, okay. Well, you're, you're, you're picking up what I'm putting down. If you look at Mama's Family, no. It, it's not that it's got better writing. It's not that the actors put on a great performance. It's just that everybody on there, no matter how over-the-top they are or stereotypical they are or silly they are, I can name you five people on Main Island Creek alone that remind me of every one of the characters on Mama's Family. I can identify with it. I know three Bubbas, two Ventons. Everybody knows a Venton. Two dozen Naomi's. I'm just saying. That's why Mama's Family is better than wrestling, and Mama's Family is, what, 30 years old now? And uh, new current stuff right now. 
I'll well, argue. I'll argue that the writing of Mama's Family is not better than Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. I'm going to argue that because the writing is pretty bad. Are here again. I'll tell you what. On that note, <laughs> we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back right after this. Apparently, with uh, more Mama's Family and uh, more wrestling because we got to get to Saturday and Sunday night. I'm Bush, and I'm Stone, and we'll be right back right after this on WVOW and Logan. The world view of wrestling here on WVOW. Oh, the Mama's family. Real life story here, by the way. We should have uh, we should have been uh, recording some way here. We literally did the entire Mama's family tune during the break. Us just in here. You know we did. We did. We did the whole. And then I finished it up with bubble. Yeah, yeah we, that exactly did happen. But anyway, let's go. Uh, let's go to less entertaining things called uh, <laughs> called wrestling these days. No, we're we're gonna jump now. Um, well, well, you know, payback tonight. You know, let's round out the fiend here. The fiend is going to be uh, defending his newly won universal title. Yes, against Braun Strowman. Yeah, former champ and, and uh, Roman Reigns. Yes, Roman Reigns with his new veneers. Uh, it looks like Ed Helms uh, now, if you look at him with those teeth. He's got something going on there. Yeah, it's, it's wild looking. But anyway. The big dog versus the hands versus the fiend. All we're missing is the possum king, Baron Corbin. Bray Buzz Wyatt. Uh, so, you know. I, you know, obviously the Fiend won the title on Sunday at SummerSlam. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it already, well, it's been a week. Yeah, so you should have seen it by now. Be, people should be uh, tuning in for the new show here tonight. But yeah, but uh, he's he's defending the Universal Title against uh, Braun and the returning Roman, who came in and attacked both of them at SummerSlam. Yeah, so, and left them both laying. Uh, so I mean, is he turning heel? Is he? What is this? What is this? So not sure yet. Gonna have to wait and see what they decide to do. I have a feeling they're gonna leave him babyface though. You gotta put the fiend over. He just beat Braun Strowman, beat him decisively, one, two, three. The only I have a feeling what they're gonna do is have Roman pick up the win over Braun to win the title. So Roman gets the title and that way the fiend doesn't have to take the pin. Or what have you. Yeah. But and I think that's a bad call. I think the Fiend, who already had the job to Oldberg a few months back. By the way, he says he's not done wrestling yet. So uh, there's... Oldberg, huh? Yeah, that's a, that's a warning for everybody out there. Well, maybe he'll, maybe he'll end up being added. Maybe he'll get added to the retirement home. I'm done with Goldberg. I don't know. You might have already been uh, added. I didn't watch Friday Night Smackdown. <laughs> did you watch this past I, I Friday? Did, I didn't. So, we... <laughs> Well, all right. There you go. It's not that uh, we're not up on what we're talking about. It's just what we're talking about ain't nothing to be up on. Well, anyway. I'm going to go with The Fiend, too, just because. Yeah, Just because. I'm going to go with The Fiend. I think it'd make more sense for The Fiend to beat Braun, be done with it, move on, and have Roman chase The Fiend. I think we're looking at um, Braun's taking the pinfall no matter what here. that's, That's pretty much a guaranteed. Yeah. All right, well, let's go back to Saturday. Two shows head-to-head. Takeover 30 
on yeah. the WWE Network, and AEW. AEW did their show on Saturday because the NBA uh, playoffs were on Wednesday. Preempted by the yes. NBA. All Who'd the have thought that you'd get preempted on TNT? The, not I. The glory days of wrestling on Turner Broadcasting. Well, at stations. least it's not the dog show. They can't get away from one another. They NXT can't. Do well, you think that wasn't planned? Well, I mean, the takeover is always going on the night before SummerSlam. It was planned. Who planned it? Tony Khan. Oh, you think AEW planned for this? Well, I think AEW got the Wednesday night slot, and WWE planned to move NXT to Wednesdays. That wasn't done on accident. Well, I think NXT was already on Wednesdays. It was on Wednesdays on the network. They moved it to TV on Wednesdays. They could have the moved. Time, they could have moved it to Tuesday when they had SmackDown on USA. They didn't have to have it on Wednesday. This was all this all this butting heads that these two are doing, and they're acting like they're not doing. It's yeah, like, and they're acting like they're not. Remember, we were talking uh, over the past year. It was like, well, this war, this Wednesday night war. It's more of a conflict. Yeah, it's more of a Wednesday night. Now it's a spat. Yeah, it's more it's like there, there was more bloodshed during the Hatfield-McCoy feud than during this war. They're <laughs> fighting for a, a crowd, a, a viewership, that if it hit the 90s, if you'd got a, a 750,000 people watching your show in the 90s, you'd have folded up. Oh, but it's the demographics, young Bull. Nathan. Bull. It's the demographics, That's man. the stupidest argument I've ever heard. Uh, let's look at NXT, though. We kicked it off. Finn Balor, Timothy Thatcher. Amazing. Uh, great match. I thought the wrong guy won. But then again, I'm also a huge Timothy him, Timothy Thatcher fan. I love him so much I can't even get his name out. Well, you just can't get it out there. Can't get it out there. I, I do love Timothy Thatcher, though. I think he could be a legit player in wrestling. But because I love him, right. he will not go anywhere. We watched this. Uh, it was great. The whole thing was great. I don't necessarily think the wrong guy uh, won. I, I think possibly because, you know, they kept pointing out this record that Finn's got with. Uh, yeah, on TakeOver. Well, again, Finn Balor winning is actually never a bad call. Not really, no. So, I, I, I'm not mad about it, but I'm a, I'm just a big Timothy Thatcher guy. So, I hope he I hope they do something with Finn, him. Finn is really, and notice that demon thing. He's He's left it behind. It's been over a year since we've seen that. Uh, well, so, remember the demon used to not even be that. Uh, it was just him it, wearing makeup. It was just him wearing makeup at the big shows, and then, yeah. then with what happens with most NXT guys, not all, but most, they go up. Vince gets a hold of them. They retool them. They try to change things, a la Keith Lee this past Monday. Well, you know, and they I, change everything. They try to make them into characters instead of just wrestlers, and they ruin everything. They it, ruin Finn Balor, right? And they had to bring him back to NXT. Now he's getting over again. Well, and that, that's that's you're absolutely right. Why? I mean, call him the demon, but he's still the same person. Yeah, acting like this is some kind of a supernatural force. I mean, they're not even willing to do any of the CGI. We thought they were going to try CGI on, on the eyeball thing. Oh. That failed. That oh. that that fell. Everybody on Raw, I think, has an eye patch now. I've noticed that. I've, I was I was a little become, taken by that. It's becoming a oh. it's becoming a pirate montage on Raw. Oh. Alistair Blackbeard and Ray Silverbeard and all these guys. But well, we know there's high points here. Uh, let's let's go on with let's keep keep dive, delving into NXT here. Yeah. Uh, next match on the card was. 
Next match was the ladder match for the North American Championship. Damian Priest, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano, and the Velveteen Dream. I thought this match was well done. I thought it was the best match all weekend. And uh, what, what what was your thoughts here? I'm surprised I didn't see an accidental homicide. I came close a couple times. <laughs> I mean, they were they were they were tearing it up, and they were they were doing a lot. They, you know, it seemed it, that was probably a very good example of one of those things where they did a lot of dangerous stuff, but it came off looking more dangerous than it was. Well, I should say with these guys doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, me and you do it. We'll, we'll end up sitting up at the hospital. There's a reason why we're here and not on there. Right, right, right. And uh, so, you know, I I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I, I, these I, ladder matches here lately, they, it seems like you've seen one, you've seen them all. But this, this is a little different. It had a... It had an edge to it. Yeah, you know, it was 21 minutes. Didn't even feel like it. No, it was that long. It was that long. Did not seem. It long. didn't feel that way. I thought Candice LeRae getting involved was great. I thought Bronson. She needs to do something about that hair. That's well, just. It's I know that bugs you. I'm not even. I'm not even one of these guys out here. It's like, oh, it's so distracting. I just. Why would someone that looks so so beautiful have such an ugly hairstyle? I ask you the same thing every day. Hey, she wants to get gray. She'll do what I did. Nothing. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. It's wait. coming. Yeah. Uh, but Damian Priest gets the win. He's the new North American champion. I thought that was the right decision, uh, putting it on him. He's you know for the former punishment Martinez in Ring of Honor. He's great. He'll do yeah, big He took things. some big ones in, in, in this one, too. Yeah, all of them did. Uh, I'm a big Bronson Reed guy. The Bam Bam Bigelow throwback. Really, first time I got to watch him, really, and, and he was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that Bam Bam outfit. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Yeah, it was nice. And uh, Beth Phoenix even paid homage to it, saying the beast from the east was looking down on him. So I thought that was cool. Uh, Cameron Grimes is a treasure. I love Cameron I Grimes. I thought Cameron Grimes did, uh, did so well that he could have easily have come out with this, and I I don't think anybody would have. I don't think anybody it. would have been mad with any of these guys winning. Mm, probably not. Even no. you know, even Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream, even would have been fine with me. But um, all right, our next match. Of course, was, if, this, if this was on the Raw show or the S- S- SummerSlam, then you know Candice LeRae probably would have came away with it. Yeah, they'd probably put it on Baron Corbin, Adam Cole, and Pat McAfee. They worked me because you, you. I've been telling you offline. I can't stand Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is the best heel in wrestling right now. Yeah, and I don't even think they really wanted him to be a heel. I don't know if they did or not, but he is. He is a heel, no question. And he he has a uh, he has a promising little side career here. I he I thought he did well in what he was done. I think Adam Cole should be given credit for leading this match because this this well, yeah. had clearly Adam Cole did all of this. He put this together. Yes, and McAfee did the the big spots he was asked to do. But um going to have to uh, mention the standout blemish. Go ahead. The finish. Yeah, you and I watched this here together at, at the Stone Station here at the uh, Palatial the, Palace. The greater metropolis of Monitor. Yes, the uh, Monitor Mansion here. We sat in and, and caught this one, and we both said... Socially distant. Of course, of course. I was on the chair, you were on the couch. And we both said that was good, but the finish—it was awful. And, and and you know, it, it's 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 not even something you can really describe here for listeners. It was just you had a good show. Then at the end, it was like, 
Well, it looks all it looks fake, fake. It it looked it looked awful. It looked bad. You have a guy who's been put to the limit here. He's not a wrestler. Yeah. The big move was was it should have been it should have been done. What was the move he did off the top rope? They did the super kick to McAfee who came off the top yeah. rope. That, ah, that was it. Yeah. That should have been the finish. That should have been the finish. But no, they had to get up there and they had to do the the, the Panama Sunrise. I was going to say the Tequila Sunrise, but yeah, that move. Which is a devastating move. But well, I mean, it's why a, is he getting up after getting kicked in the face? I, I don't know. That, that oh. was I, it bothered me too. But still, good work from I'm both not guys. Even this big of a nerd here. I'm like, I feel like telling a bunch of grown people that I'm like complaining about something that is just so bad. Like, how did no one not know that it was going to be bad yeah. before they put it on TV? I, I agreed with you. I, I said the same thing. I thought the finish was. The finish brought the match down a little bit, but still, well done, Pat McAfee. Well done, very, Adam very Cole. Good, very good. Like honestly, if it hadn't been for the finish, it would have been the best match of the weekend. Uh, moving on, Io Shirai picks up the win over Dakota Kai in, a, in an okay match. Not not Io's best, not Dakota's best, but still not bad. From what uh, was this the one that had all the weaves going everywhere? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Why did they even put that in their hair? It just I, gets ripped I, I out. You know that has to hurt. I don't know. But I just don't understand that. Just, but then, the, uh, then we go to the main event. Uh, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Scarlett Boudreaux is in Karrion Cross's corner. Uh, we found out that we actually think that, I don't know if you found this out, I found this out. Scarlett Boudreaux is actually a very, like, I think she's a tenor singer. And when she does the lip syncing, when she comes out to the entrance music, she's that's not, that's not, actually her singing. That's actually her on the track. On the track. I no, I didn't yeah, know that. Apparently, I, I believe that's her. I'm not 100%, but she is a trained singer. So could you imagine if she did that live at like a WrestleMania or something well, when he comes out? So pretty cool. Kudos Great entrance her. as always. And uh, Keith Lynn Karrion Cross, I thought, had an okay match. Apparently, Karrion Cross did get injured during the match. Yes, uh, it was his uh, upper upper back, shoulder. yeah, his shoulder. Um, with that, knowing that now, that explains a lot. I thought the match could have been better. This is just two big guys going at it, and I don't think that helps either guy. They both look better when working with more different. Maybe it's a styles clash. You know, it was all right. I, I mean, it wasn't Diesel and Mabel, but it well, wasn't bad. Well, and here, I mean, but it wasn't great either. It, it was something though when when Lee took the the pinfall, and uh, I said, "Was well, he going to be on Raw Monday?" And he was. And he was. They advertised it the next. Yeah, night they the advertised it the next night. And then he comes up. They now, strip his music, his original theme music that he <laughs> recorded. <laughs> And they put him in a Samoa Joe like shorts with oh, a, yeah. with changed. a shirt. They changed him immediately. Uh, first day on uh, the shorts, okay. The uh, the music, shirt. okay. The shirt, okay. But we know where it's going. The the he coming out the promo he cut. It was very William Shatner. It, it was it was clunky. It was he's not the greatest promo anyway. Well, it, it, he was talking like somebody who had lines who didn't barely remember who barely them. remembered them because he got them earlier in the day, and it's mm-hmm. a, like a three page script you got to memorize. It's ridiculous. He, I, it's just he, I. They should have tried. He's a big guy. 
to me, having a big guy that big, his first time on the major show, on the major program with a major audience, I think a big guy shouldn't be talking slow because then he's the big slow guy. I think if he came out, he had a little bit of rhythm. Was, and, and, you know, he, he, I don't remember him talking like that all the time. He in didn't. NXT, I'm so. sure this was a Vince thing. And I have a feeling hey, Vince is going to uh, sour on this just like Why did they even bring him up? Because they need something. This is a desperate attempt at WWE to grab ratings. Now, I'm going to say this. On Monday Night Raw, I was watching Raw specifically for Keith Lee. Okay. I saw the interaction between him and Randy Orton. We'll get to Randy Orton here. We will. But I saw that. And so, you know, you know I'm awful to watch TV with. <laughs> so I, mean, I, I didn't say that, the, but okay. The pay per views are a little different because it, it, I, I don't know what's going to happen. But you know, there's a ball game on. I was flipping around. I didn't even know they had a match. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I two one. I don't, I, I don't know. You didn't watch. the match I didn't either. look at the match. No, I was uh, Monday night. Was you saw the promo? I saw the promo. But I didn't <laughs> see the match. <laughs> you didn't see the match. I didn't. I was busy Monday night, so I was just sitting here. We're talking about Keith Lee. I was. Like, I wonder. I bet you know. You didn't even know. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee again. He, he's on Raw now. Uh, I, I wish think him the little, best. I think it's a little early. He just lost the title. I mean, it just I'll seems tell you like, what. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. What? This is what I'm going to do. Next episode of the World View of Wrestling. Okay. Okay. I, I'm making this promise here on the air right now because I've been wanting to do this for a while and I've just needed a reason. Next episode of Worldview of Wrestling, I'm going to get every person that has come up from NXT to the main roster. Uh-huh. And I'm going to look at what has happened to them and where they went. Because popping up in my memories from years ago, Bobby Roode's entrance from NXT Brooklyn, where the whole crowd sang along to yeah. his interest theme and he descended from the heavens. Shinsuke Nakamura coming out to the live violin playing live, I believe it was TakeOver Brooklyn 3 or 2, and just these crowds losing their minds. It's 20,000 people going crazy, and then they come up to the main roster, and you're like, all right, here we go, and there you go. Flat. Nothing. And I'm going to look at every single person that's come up, and we're going to talk about it. So I think that's a good segment for the next uh, next world we'll view just, of wrestling. You know, forget what's going on now. Let's look at that. That sounds interesting to me. Well, it would take a lot of time to look up, so it's going to well, take a little work. You just email it to me. I'll check it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's get to AEW now. Cody Rhodes and Brody Lee, the former Luke Harper in WWE. Well, I- you want to talk about fifty-fifty booking? Let's talk about Brody Lee in AEW. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, listen, I know everybody at home center going, oh, here we go. Nathan's going to Nathan's gonna just talk just bad about AEW. And, and, yeah, but I don't hate AEW. I know everybody thinks I hate AEW. I swear I don't. I went to, we went to one of their shows. It was fun. Mm. We had a blast. I had fun. Yeah. yeah. But this 50-50 booking with this Dark Order nonsense, this calamity that is the Dark Order, just it's so stupid so so well let's just go ahead and let 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 the cat out and spoil the the week old show here what did you think of 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 the main event i mean i hated it i hated it you hated it i hated it it was short okay fine 
It was quick. Okay. Cody got no offense. Here's the issue. He lost the title. I would have had no problem with this happening if it had been booked and built properly. This Cody Rhodes, you know the longest match Cody Rhodes has had in the, in the past three, four weeks? The longest? Longest match. The, the match, if, you, if you look at the longest match. Uh, he's had quite a few matches. Okay, well, what's the match that took him the longest to win? Against an indie guy named Warhorse. The, the, the horse guy. Warhorse, yeah. who's not on any roster anywhere. Right. He's just a guy dressed like a Warhorse. That's the toughest match he had. He beat Scorpio Sky quicker than that. He beat Eddie Kingston quicker than that. And then he does a three-minute job to a guy with a faction that couldn't hold the Ministry of Darkness up anywhere. Couldn't lace their boots. Well, and we've and we've and don't get me started. WWE's ripping off the Dark Order with Retribution as well. So I'm not I, just I, on I, them. I think we're all we're both pretty certain that's an NXT invasion waiting to happen. There. Uh, maybe I don't know. Retribution is a Dark Order ripoff. It is. It, I think it's not so much a ripoff as it is a, a, a parody. Yeah, it's just them making fun of them. Because, but anyway, the Dark Order's getting crapped on all the time. Well, they should be. They're awful. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I thought Brody Lee winning the way he did. I think this is something he should have been doing the whole time. He hasn't been. If they had been booking him yeah. like this, right. sure, sure, I sure. Can, I, I could, I could. He see should have squashed every single person that he's faced up until this point. He should have never fought John Moxley for the title. That should have never happened, but yet it did. He loses to Moxley, so now he yeah, falls to Cody. Why would you put him up against Moxley? Exactly. It's, it is a good exactly. point. Exactly. He should have ran through guys. You should have had him squashing people. And you know what else you should have had him doing? Squashing his own members of his own faction that don't do what he says. If you lose a match, you've got to come back and face that guy? See, they started that off. I remember we had the clip on here where they he did. was eating the steak. And yeah. They've kind of gotten away from that. They too. got away from everything because they don't know what they're doing they've got four guys that are executive vice presidents only one of them has any idea what he's doing you got three clowns from japan that are more worried about getting themselves over than trying to get anybody else over and don't tell me oh the young bucks haven't won this and kenny omega's doing this i don't care they don't know how to book and tony khan is a guy that had like a gi joe wrestling federation when he was a kid now he thinks he's a booker they have no experience they're on national tv and they don't know what they're doing. But they've got experience there. They've got Arn Anderson. They've got Tully Blanchard. Are Tully they Blanchard. listening? Are they listening? Are they talking? Does that look like Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, guys who know what they're doing? And well, these are agents. These aren't just booking guys. These true. are guys that put matches together. But they, you know, Tully, they've put him with FTR now. Thank God. And, finally. And, and so, I, I, are they talking? That's the question. If they're finally starting to listen to those guys, we may be on to something here. I hate Arn Anderson as the Mike Ditka character beside Cody. <laughs> I can't stand it. Cody comes out, and Cody brings his entourage every time. It's him. It's his brother, his wife, his brother's like friend, the, the Arn P. Anderson, He's the like dog, <laughs> DDP. Uh, yeah, he, he travels around like Floyd Mayweather. He's like the P. Diddy of... Uh... Of hey, yeah, he's got his No Limit Soldiers with him. <laughs> Master P. Master P and, and Swole. <laughs> and, I mean, remember that run they had in WCW with oh, the Filthy yeah. Animals? The No, the no oh, Limit Soldiers, God, man. That was bad. But, yeah, hoo hoo But then, no, AEW just lacks direction. They've got talent. And another problem is they've yet to make a star on their own. 
The one guy that they can make and should make is MJF. He should beat John Moxley oh, for that title. Boy. They should. They've not made Jungle Boy. They haven't made MJF. They need to. Oh, I think they should make both of them. MJF is currently in position to take on John Moxley, and when he does, he should win and he should be the champion. It's going to be if he does, it'll be perfect if they do it correctly. AW, they've got like I said, they've got stars, they've got talent. They just got to know how to use it right, and they're not right now. Their tag team division's way too big. We've went over that at nauseum. I don't know. I just AEW. They've lost my attention because I can't take them seriously with their booking, and their biggest project right now is Orange Cassidy. <laughs> so, Come on, well, Orange Cassidy, or the 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 OJ man. And now we've got a new <laughs> faction. I don't know if you saw this. There's a new faction. Uh-uh. Yes. Uh-uh. Yeah. The Lucha Brothers, Ray Phoenix, Pentagon, uh-huh. and the Butcher and the Blade, and Eddie Kingston. The five of them. They are a faction together. Or what they are, I don't know, but so they are a faction. Obviously, they phoned them together and started it on TV before yes. they had a name. Of course. Or direction. That's what AEW does, man. That's or, how you. Don't you know that's how you book now? Uh, you don't have a plan. You just uh, go in there and you just start. Well... Off Saturday night, let's let's breeze over Sunday here. McIntyre, Randy Orton for the WWE title at SummerSlam. I enjoyed it. It was a good match. I thought they did great. Love the finish. Finish, swerve and a half. You had Randy Orton in I that. I did. I did. I thought I, Orton would win. I don't remember if I made a pick, but I just, for some reason, I just didn't see any reason to take it off of McIntyre. But I didn't see McIntyre winning with a wrestling backslide, of all things. Wow. The thing you don't want to hear on Sunday, backsliding. <laughs> but McIntyre pulled it off. He really does it. I thought you'd like that. Like Wins with a backslide. Nobody and nobody... Looks weak. They continue the feud the next night with Orton, you know, punting him twice. Well, there you go. Orton and uh, Keith Keith Lee had a uh, almost called him Keith Sweat, and Keith Lee had their their match on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Did McIntyre come back? I don't know. I, didn't I don't know. It. I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't turn it on. I don't, I don't so, know. but a great match from both guys. I'm wanting McIntyre to keep that title until we get fan, like real fans in the building. Now that'd probably be the time to drop that belt off of him. Other than they 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 had a fantastic documentary about this year's WrestleMania. I watched. Yeah, they do great documentaries. I'm, that's I'm for complaining sure. about how many hours of TV they make a week. And yet I went out and I sought out something that I thought was going to be good. That's the only time they've even mentioned this virus. Yeah, it is on their documentary. Their documentaries are the best thing they got they at do, this they, point. They're, they do great documentaries. They're fantastic. Keith Lee and Orton did have their match on Monday because we don't know uh, <laughs> exactly what happened. Orton didn't waste any time after attacking McIntyre. And then WWE announced Orton and Lee would get another chance to go face-to-face at Payback on Sunday. So we're seeing it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Keith Lee, Randy Orton are going one-on-one. I mean, you got to give it to Keith Lee. He, he should win. He really should. Also tonight, Bailey and Sasha Banks defend the uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Titles against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Yeah, Nia Jax. Ding ding. Order up, taters. I like Nia Jax, but she, her her work is suspect at best. I'm just saying, uh, she she looked good. She looked like she'd <laughs> been uh, training a little you bit. You could tell. You could tell Vince McMahon wrote Shayna and Nia's responses to each other. Poor, yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why. Shayna called Nia Haystacks Calhoun. <laughs> Nia called Shayna yes. a Morticia Adams reject. Uh, yes. 
Well, Don't tell me Vince McMahon didn't write that himself. If he didn't have a sound, if there was a sound of flatulence suddenly that would yeah. happen, it would all be good. If that, he should have said Happy Humphrey. So, uh, well, there you go. I, who you think's going to take? I, I'm Bailey and Sasha keeping? No, no, you think I'm going Nia Baszler because Bailey and Sasha after Sasha, who we we talked, we haven't really talked at length about SummerSlam. Sasha, uh, Sasha lost. Sasha dropped to Oscar. Bailey ended up winning. Kept her belt. Kept her title. Bailey and Sasha, to me, have been the most interesting things on WWE. They really had their chance to shine. And they've been uh, great. Them and uh, Asuka. Mm-hmm. They've had their chance here since Charlotte, Becky. Ronda Rousey's been gone for two years. Now. No, I doubt we see her anymore. You reckon? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Now, but she will come back before Not fans. before this COVID ends. No. But, you know, we saw that. That was good stuff. Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins. Uh, decent. I thought uh, maybe went a little long. Maybe shave five minutes off. That, that was, matches a little better. That was uh, one of uh, several uh, men with eye patches. Yes, match. yes. It was the match brought to you by uh, Saveway Pirates. So. Apollo Crews kept the U.S. title. And he's uh, defending it again tonight against um, Lashley. 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 Bobby Lashley. Um, Fight the match that they should have been you know, building to for I would rather Weeks. see Shelton Benjamin win it, but that's just me. Well, he's he's let. What about the Hurt Business? I like the Hurt Business. I, I think like the, hurt the name. Business is good. I thought the Hurt Business made a big impact on that first edition of the Raw Underground. It, oh, it's a, I hate Raw Underground. <laughs> well, that's why I keep hearing from people. The one time I watched it, I liked it. So, it, <laughs> oh, it's so silly. What is it? so? I mean, like, well, first off, does it? When did they do it? Is I, it? I don't know. <laughs> I uh, wish I knew. So I thought this was like another show. It was going to be on the network, and it's not on there. It's just like Shane McMahon hosting his own fight club and then just yelling, that's enough, that's enough, he's had enough. <laughs> it's just so silly. Well, maybe if people are allowed to talk about it. Uh, no, we're not. I'm Mr. Stone. I'm Mr. Bush. And together we, uh, well, we're the guys that host this show, the World View of Wrestling, WVOW on WVOW Logan. Hey, this is the franchise Shane Douglas, and you're listening to the World View of Wrestling on WVOW Logan. Catch it or get franchised. <laughs> Thanks, franchise, for that, and we're back on WVOW on WVOW Logan, and it's time for This, this Day, Day in Wrestling, wrestling history. history. 27 years ago, SummerSlam 93 took place August 30th. Highlights include Ted DiBiase's final match in WWE, losing to Razor Ramon, a great tag match between the Heavenly Bodies and the Steiner Brothers. You had Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart beat Doink the Clown. <laughs> I'm sorry. And lost, and lost to Jerry Lawler by disqualification. Uh, the final match of Giant Gonzalez, maybe ever, in a rest-in-peace match against The Undertaker. And... Oh, did he die sometime after that? Uh, well, he left, and then he did die later. Oh, okay. uh, but Lex Luger defeats Yokozuna by count out to not win the WWF title, and it just never happened. We also want to bring up here, rest in peace to Kamala. Uh, yes, James we do. Harris. James Harris, uh, rest in peace, one of the best villains you could ever see, especially when he had that run in Mid-South. Oh, he oh, was on fire. I tell you, I remember him there coming back in the early 90s when he came back in. Yeah. And, uh, I thought he was the stuff then. I'm being told that that was awful. 
compared to what compared to what it used to do. Compared to what it was, uh, yeah, okay. Right. Uh, also, want to bring up in 1998, WWF brought us SummerSlam '98, the main event. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker the, for the WWF title, The Highway to Hades, the, as we'll call it. Uh, that was the infamous uh, raises his head and knocks the champ yeah. out. But the match that stole the show for me was Triple H and Rock in the ladder match. That was a fantastic match for the Intercontinental title. Uh, lots of great stuff on that show, for sure. And, uh, all right, we've got through this day in wrestling history. Now we got to get to that part of the show. It's time for... Dudes of the <laughs> Marty Janetti. Marty with a party. <laughs> I mean, it's awful. Uh, uh, he may be a murderer. Possibly. I, I doubt it, but he may be a murderer. Apparently, he, <laughs> he, is, he is claiming responsibility for a man that died, what was it, 72 when he was 16 or something like that? He was 13. That? 13. And okay. he made advances at him in behind a bowling alley. Allegedly. Allegedly. He was buying drugs off of him. Yeah, what he apparently. Said he was doing. Yeah, I think. Uh, he threw him in the Chattahoochee River. I think that. Janetti hasn't been the same since he went through that glass window. I don't think Janetti's ever been normal. Very true. Uh, another stooge. Who you got? The guy, I'm not even going to mention his name. The guy who attempted to kidnap Sonia Deville from her house. Oh, yeah. That what moron. A, what, a, what a nut job. And I hope he rots in prison. Uh, well, that's probably not going to happen. But well, he probably he does. He's going to go away for a, for a minute. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this man, he, is, he stalked Sonia Deville. Uh, was at their house or mm-hmm. her house. Apparently, Mandy her, Rose was there. Her opponent, her dreaded opponent, was on yes. spending the night. Well, um, you know, uh, don't you know that Brett and Shawn Michaels used to sleep over all the time? Well, anyway, so uh, this man had this was something he he apparently plotted. planned for months. Yeah, and of course, don't forget, um, and they're all right. They got away. Yeah, they got away. Luckily, uh, traumatic more more than likely. But Sonya Deville will now be off WWE after she lost the loser leave WWE match at SummerSlam. Makes you wonder though. They changed that. It was supposed to be a hair versus hair. Her. And she Mandy. wanted to get out of there, in my opinion. Well, makes you wonder who was going to lose their hair. Probably Sonya. That'd been my guess, but. Uh, well, any more stooges before we get out of here? Mm. I'm going to throw in uh, Chris Jericho. <laughs> just because hey, this feud with the Orange demographics, Cassidy. man. Demographics oh, say I'm, he should I'm not so, be a stooge. I'm so done with him. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we before we jet out out of here. Yeah. Favorite, any kind of favorite memories? We got about uh, 20, 20, 30 seconds here. Of what? Of, of the memories. worldview, the past year, one oh, year anniversary. They've all been great. You ought to go back and listen to them at WVOWradio.com. Especially the interview with Jimmy Garvin I loved. Yeah, you conducted a whole interview with old Rattler. And I also <laughs> loved when we picked our Survivor Series teams. That was fun. Yeah. I and... and the Royal Rumble. When we watched the Royal Rumble while we were on the air, that we're, was fun. We're going. We're we're doing it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen before the year's over. Clip show thing. We're going to put it up on wvowradio.com. Click podcasts and streaming, and follow the World View of Wrestling. You can also follow us on Facebook. Yep, at World View of Wrestling. Yeah, and that's going to do it for us. We're out of here. We're going to have a good time watching Payback. You should, too. And tune in next month for another episode of the World View of Wrestling. I'm Mr. Bush. And I'm Mr. Stone. Out of here. <laughs>